When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking Tony Pollard, Keenan Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jamal Williams, and a whole lot more. Purdy, Trey Lance. We're talking about every name you see on this screen and some Michael K. CPA first in the building. Let's roll. File on in. Hit that thumb up button. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is up, good buddies? Oh, we're not live drafting. We're doing we're doing this number right here. Appreciate everybody being here for the live Monday through Friday show. We're here live Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday. And we've got a little show in store for you. The phone lines will be open. We'll be doing the huge. We'll be answering questions. We'll be doing some voicemails. And we'll be attacking everything under the sun relating to the combine, relating to uh, the NFL draft and free agency. Let's hit the news desk. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. I appreciate everybody in here from Nate to uh, to uh, G Mike to Michael KCPA being first in the building to JCIM, Ron Navy, Hod, uh, Swaggy Space Ricky, Romez, Blind Larry, Bruce, the Bruce is here, Call Saul, all of you regulars are in the building, 42 of you in here already, and we haven't even gotten started. Hit that thumb up button though, because I only see 10 of you punching that. Tony Pollard, why are we talking about Tony Pollard again? He's about to get franchise tagged for uh, a little over 10 mil. Okay, that's the word. that the, the Dallas Cowboys are franchise tagging Tony Pollard. Maybe they're trying to work out a long-term deal with him right now. He is recovering from the bo- broken fibula. But uh, he's going to be fine by camp, uh, or fine by week one for sure. Fine by camp most likely. And this little report right here is kind of a, a nice little uh, piece of news that I'm going to drop right at your, your, your doorstep here. Mike McCarthy... Taking over some play calling. I want to run the dang ball when describing the differences between himself and former offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Let's go. I'm all about running. I'm all about running the ball. I'll run the ball. Give it to Tony Pollard all day long. And we all know Zeke's on his way out. Zeke has little left in the tank and let me tell you another thing all these people that think oh once zeke is retained that's bad news because of how they used the both of them last year no 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 zeke has fallen off i'd rather the team restructure zeke and make it really impossible to draft one of these young rookie running backs that could fall into their lap the dallas cowboys in round two or three where bigsby's there kendra miller who we love we love those guys but we don't want them on the Dallas Cowboy roster. Zeke Elliott is a shell of himself. I'm not worried about it in 2023. Yeah, we saw a divide we didn't like in 2022. But guess what? It is Tony Pollard season. Tony Pollard is headed to the moon. To the moon. Appreciate my boy Tony Pollard. Let's go. Let's go. Run the ball. Run the darn ball. Okay? 
Run the ball. Now on to Keenan Allen, a guy who's been rumored to be released in 2020, uh, 2020 or traded, released. There's all kinds of rumors in this 2023 offseason. He won't be on the team. Smitty, did you hear the news? Keenan Allen's not going to be with the Chargers. Well, what are they going to do if they get rid of Keenan Allen? Who's this guy, Herbert, who's got a bounce back going to throw to? Mike Williams? For what, four games? We know Mike Williams ain't staying healthy. So it kind of felt like a bunch of smoke anyway. But we got confirmation here. Right, right here. I'm going to drop this at your feet. This is from uh, when speaking Wednesday, GM uh, Tom Telesco told reporters Keenan Allen isn't going anywhere. He said Keenan Allen isn't going anywhere. And that's great news for Herbert. I mean, for sure. But I don't even like Keenan Allen in 2023 all that much, to be honest with you. I'd much rather them draft a rookie. I hope they draft a rookie. I hope the the uh, the Chargers strongly look at finding a way to get into a, a position where they can draft one of these amazing wide receivers that are going to go around this territory. Um, hopefully the Chargers get really aggressive and, and move up and try and do that. Um, or or right here, if they want, may, may, maybe, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba falls there. Maybe Quentin Johnson falls there. Maybe they trade up, they keep this pick, and they, they draft a, a wide receiver on top of it. But they need to grab one of the top four wide receivers if they're even if they're left at 21 because wide receivers sometimes can go really quickly in the draft at least at 21 grab the the fourth best get get zay flowers can you imagine zay flowers herbert to the moon herbert back to the moon i don't think he's going to be in my top four ever again after that that fiasco and in complete burn session that he gave us in 2022 I'm not putting him in my top four, but Herbert could be back in moon territory, at least in the stratosphere, if he gets Zay Flowers. And even though we're mad at Herbert, even though we're bitter about how Herbert performed in 2022, I still feel like he's one of the better young signal callers in the National Football League. And what better place to shove a guy like Zay Flowers than in, than in a Chargers uniform. I'm all for that. Give, give me give me Zay Flowers and Herbert together all day long, broskies. Let's do it live. Lamar Jackson news. Of course, we have Lamar Jackson news. We have Lamar Jackson news while we sleep. We have Lamar Jackson news while we eat. We have the, we have the re- repetitive Lamar Jackson news. I agree. But there's always going to be this re- re- repetition here until this whole saga is complete. With Aaron Rodgers, with Lamar Jackson, with Derek Carr, and then and then after that, we're going to be drooling over big news. This is I, it's fun to me. I get a little tired talking about A Rod and Lamar, but at the same time, we're only going to have so much of it, and A Rod's going to be gone soon. He won't be here year after year doing the same old drama, dramatic, you know, exit or potentially return. And I love it. I don't even like calling it drama. Everyone calls him a diva. Aaron Rodgers has played like two decades. And we're and we're and we're trying to we're complaining about whether he wants to consider leaving, coming back. What's he want to do? He's earned it. He's earned his stripes. Okay, we got a, we got a report about Derek Carr here. I'm going to circle back to this, but Derek Carr, Panthers coach Frank Wright said Derek Carr is still in his prime, and there's a there's still a good five year window. Five year window. Aaron Rodgers might still play five years at this rate. Like that was a dis, that was a disappointing comment. I think from Derek Carr's perspective, five years. That almost undersold Derek Carr. I bet Derek Carr wa- walked out of there all pissed, giving him an actual window and 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 date stamping him, giving him an expi- expiration date. I don't. We'll get back to that. We'll put that down here. Sidetrack, Smitty. Come on, stay focused. Lamar Jackson. 
Okay, GM Eric DaCosta said he continues to be optimistic about signing Lamar Jackson to a contract extension. Well, guess what? Guess what? The, 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 the New England Patriots are optimistic they might be able to get Debo. Samuel doesn't make it so, just like Debo's not getting traded to the New England Patriots. All these rumors are garbage. Debo's cap hits like $29 million or something. 27 to $29 million. He's not going anywhere. And there I go sidetracked again. My point being is people can want whatever they want. They can wish for whatever they want. People can say that the earth is flat. They can say whatever they want. People can request whatever they want. People can dream about whatever they want. Just ask just ask uh, Roy in Roy's room right here. Oh, these are eagle haters. I forgot. Psst, psst. Hey, hey, wake up, eagle hater. Guess what? The Eagles have the number 30 overall pick in the NFL draft. Oh, and they also have the 10. You eagle hater, sleep tight. Lamar Jackson is not returning to Baltimore at this current stage of things. He may be optimistic, but they better bring money to the table. If they're going to close this $100 million gap in guaranteed money between the two parties, himself and Lamar. Lamar's mother is representing him. Just like my mom returned a year old piece of meat to the grocery store, Lamar Jackson's mom isn't going to listen to this shenanigans. She's probably not hearing a word he says. She's going straight for the numbers saying, give me the, you got the Deshaun Watson guy over here. You think my son isn't as good as Deshaun Watson? Mrs. Jackson, please calm down. Deshaun Watson's contract was not normal. Deshaun Watson, do you know what he did? Do you know what he did? Do you have a small hand towel around? Let me show you something. This man was a disgrace. This man was a disgrace. My son deserves more money. Miss Jackson, please calm down. Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar, I'm sorry. Deshaun Watson doesn't deserve $230 million. Do you know that my son's better than Deshaun Watson? That's what my mom would do. She'd run circles around this guy. My mother would run circles around this guy. This guy would be begging to pay me that extra 100 mil by the end, by when my mom was done with this situation. So I, I kind of have faith in Miss Jackson. Maybe she pulls through and is able to get this taken care of. But they're so far apart. They're so far apart. When you franchise tag a quarterback, which is upcoming, it creates animosity between the player and the team. The player starts envisioning their life elsewhere. They feel slighted. You're trying to prison me and hold me in position so that you can make me play on this one-year tag. And, and a player doesn't like that. The players, historically, the players called this the prison tag for a reason because it put the player in a prison where they couldn't negotiate or do different things. Now, granted, it's within the confines and the rules. Everybody knows it's there. It's not unfair to use the tag. But if you're trying to repair relationships, which is the reason why the, the Ravens haven't tagged him yet, the tag window's open. It's open until March 7th. But bet your bottom dollar that if they don't get the contract signed, they're slapping the exclusive tag on him because if they slap the non-exclusive tag, a team could come by and snag Lamar away for two first-round picks and he's worth three, some say four. And you could say he's not worth it until you're blue in the face. It doesn't matter. There are some teams out there like the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons 
might just pay five. Don't tell anybody, but they could pay four because guess what? Deshaun Watson got gripped and slipped out from their Kung Fu gripped and pried by the Cleveland Browns in the 11th hour. They're not having it. The Falcons aren't having it. They've played this dance before. They've run this course before, and they're not getting worked over a second time over. They're going to bring it strong. They're going to do a bid war, whether there's somebody there at all. This is what the Falcons are going to do. Let me tell you right now, this is what the, this is how it's going to go down, okay? This is the Falcons. Have you ever been in an auction where this has happened, in a fantasy football auction draft? This has happened quite often, I might say. Um, uh, B. John Robinson. $22. Okay, B. John Robinson going once. Smitty's got him for $22. Going twice. $23. Smitty outbid himself for $23. $24. Smitty just bid $24 on the same guy. Going once, going twice. Sold. That That's what the Falcons are going to do. We'll give you three first rounders. Going once, going four first rounders. They're not going to let anybody outbid him. They're not letting anybody outbid him. He better go to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm telling you right now because this is where moon men develop. This is where moon men become Mars men. And we're all about Lamar Jackson landing in an Atlanta Falcon uniform, throwing footballs to moon man Kyle Pitts and moon man Drake London. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Look at these monsters right here. Absolute space monsters. Space monsters right here. Look at this guy Drake London. Look at him. Just look at him. Does that look like a man that's not catching footballs from Lamar Jackson in 2023? I didn't think so. Look at the smile on Kyle Pitts's face. You think he's getting thrown footballs? You think Ritter's tossing him the rock? No. Lamar Jackson is. And get ready for it. You know, I, I'm gonna be so depressed. I'll go into a little cave. Like, like Aaron Rodgers did. And I don't know if I'll come out this time if, if this doesn't happen because we're counting on it. Lamar Jackson needs to head to the Atlanta Falcons. So get excited all you want, uh, DaCosta. I don't think things are turning around because you don't want to pay a guy an ex a extreme amount of money. I get it. But $230 guaranteed million dollars might look silly now. But I promise you, with the influx of Amazon... Uh, digital money and YouTube money with the, the ticket and everything that's going to YouTube and Amazon, the influx in cash that they're going to have at the NFL, the cap has gone up over 20% over the last two years. The cap is projected to easily go up with all the Amazon and YouTube funds, a minimum of 22% in the next two years. Lamar Jackson's $230 million guaranteed deal is going to look like chump change. In two and a half years, so yeah, go ahead and and clinch your little your little uh, money bag there, uh, DaCosta, and get ready because you're gonna have a blunder of a decade ahead of you without Lamar Jackson, who I don't like in Baltimore. Might I add, if anybody's saying, wait a minute, doesn't this guy hate Lamar Jackson? He's always predicting him to be a bust. Is this guy off his meds? Let me explain. I don't love Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Because I don't love Baltimore, as you can clearly tell how I have a little bit of animosity toward this situation. These guys don't know what they're doing in terms of 
utilizing, managing, and supporting Lamar Jackson. They try and change their offense toward this and that and the other when they don't have the support or the supporting cast for said change. They wanted to go run heavy last year when they had an entire ACL team, the all ACL team coming into the to the to the running back room. J.K. Dobbins, Gus the Bus. It's the all ACL team. We're gonna go ahead. Hey, I got an idea. Let's trade away Hollywood Brown, even though he just built a rapport with Lamar Jackson, and then let's take the All-ACL team and let's run the ball. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do what the, the, the Cowboys are going to do next year. This being said last year. And let's run the dang ball. Let's run the dang ball. Let's just do it. You, you ready? You on board? Let's run the dang ball. ACL on three. One, two, three. ACL. And then, and, and then they trade away their top wide receiver, Hollywood Brown. And everyone said, yeah, he knew it was going to happen. I don't care if Lamar knew it was going to happen. Good. They informed him a little bit ahead of time. We're going to go ahead and rip away your number one wide receiver. And guess what, Lamar? We want to run more than ever in 2022. And we want to run you into the ground. So get ready. And Lamar Jackson being run 200 times a season, 180 to 200 times a season with no wide receivers. Mark Andrews has been a, a godsend to him. But guess who also is a tight end that could pull in footballs for said Lamar Jackson. A little guy known as Kyle Pitts, baby. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. I'm excited. You're excited. Lamar Jackson needs a change. He is a bust in Baltimore. He is a bust in Baltimore. I repeat, if he goes back to Baltimore... I thought Smitty loved Lamar. I, he just did a video on it saying Lamar to the moon. Why is he calling Lamar Jackson a bust here in heading into week one? What's he doing? Because Lamar in Baltimore is different than Lamar in Miami. Lamar in Baltimore is different than Lamar in uh, a Raider uniform, to be frank. In a Jet uniform, to be frank. Miami, he'd be number one or number two quarterback material in fantasy on the regular. I'm not saying he'd ultimately finish number one, but he'd dance and have a cup of coffee with the top three quarterbacks every single week in Miami, as would your grandma, my grandma, or me in the lineup in Miami. Tua Tagovailoa is not an elite quarterback, but in Miami, he looks like one. And perception's reality, folks. I hate to tell you, but Lamar Jackson... I, you know, even if he was a buck, I'd like him better than in Baltimore. A saint to Chris Olave, I'd like him better than in Baltimore. Every single team listed in this top six is better than Baltimore. I'd venture to say the Colts might be better than Baltimore because they at least have JT and Pittman. Baltimore's garbage. Baltimore's on the decline. Baltimore is going to be a hot mess very, very soon. Let's get to the next piece of news. Thank you, Lamar, for... Uh, consuming the first 20 minutes of the show. Good good Lord. Uh, we got uh, Derek Carr news. What what else is new with Derek Carr? Let's take a look at this. Derek Carr, we've been talking about Derek Carr for a while. This is the man. This is the man. Smitty, is he the only quarterback in the NFL that can sign right this minute? Well, Carson Wentz could, if you consider him a quarterback or not. That's up for debate. But yes, Derek Carr is the number one free agent quarterback in fantasy football 2023 offseason, pal. Uh, why? Because this man right here is not a free agent. He needs to be traded for three, four, or in the case of the Atlanta Falcons, five first round picks. This man right here 
He doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know if he wants to be identified as a free agent, as a potential trade piece, as a uh, yoga master, as a darkness uh, instructor. He identifies as a lot of things, but we love him because he's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, But Smitty, is he really going to be traded? I truly believe he will. I truly believe he will. I believe, like I've mentioned about Baltimore, there's animosity growing in Green Bay. And I've got little birdies everywhere. In every single city, in in text messages, in group chats, some of them are stronger relationships than others. I'm going to admit to you right now. I don't know that I have a lot of New England Patriot uh, connections other than one or two guys that are kind of just, you know, fanboy pages. And I trust that they have good information, but they're so cautiously or so aggressively optimistic about their teams. I don't have a whole lot of insight on New England in terms of uh, sources and inside information. I'm going to admit that to you. But when it comes to Green Bay, I know so many people connected and closer to this situation than I do. And I get vibes galore left and right on this situation. Uh, One moment I feel like he's coming back. The next moment I feel like he might be headed elsewhere on his own accord. Another moment I feel like in here in the vibe is in a sense that the Green Bay Packers window for allowing him to make the decisions closing. And so he may not even be, he may be be in a position where we don't hear about it, but he has to save face and make sure they think it's, everyone thinks it's his decision because the Packers are growing tired of waiting and the Packers are as much as they love them. They're growing tired of sitting there and, 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 and waiting on how do they even evaluate the combine situation right now? Like how frustrating is it to go in and not know what you're looking for? You know, they're tired of it. Plus, we've heard from multiple people, multiple sources, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, retweeting and reposting and retalking about the things that we're hearing about how enamored and infatuated the Green Bay Packers are with Jordan Love. And let me tell you something right now, whether you agree with it, whether I I agree with it, whether Bob agrees with it, if they love Jordan Love, if there's mutual love going on with this guy Love, Okay, they would be stupid to not go down the road of love. Because if love turns out to be an elite player, this team that has had two quarterbacks, some of you weren't even born long enough or even alive to shart in your own diapers when the first quarterback of the last two was playing football and suiting up. Some of you were born after uh, Favre was playing five, six years. I believe it was 92 or 91. That, that Brett Favre started quarterbacking for the Green Bay Packers since then the, the early 90s. This team has had two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks. Some teams have a quarterback every single year. Some teams have had five quarterbacks in the last one season. This team's had two quarterbacks since the really early beginning of the 90s. It's absolutely crazy. We all owe him a lot. And I'm tired of people calling Aaron Rodgers a diva and saying he's such a drama queen. Here he is trying to drag it out. Smitty, he's been playing nearly two, been playing two decades, Smitty. And he, here he is, the, the nerve on this guy to actually consider uh, holding off on announcing what he wants to do after playing literally two decades. Uh, longer than some of you have been alive, I might add. And you're complaining about this guy, Aaron Rodgers, this gifted fantasy football in the NFL so much. And all you do is complain about him. Not you. I'm not talking to all 119 of you. I'm talking to maybe one of you. Maybe two of you. Maybe the one guy that gave the thumbs down. I'm looking at him. He's the guy that hates Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers 
Aaron Rodgers, to me, is a marvel. He is a gem. He is a statue that we should be saluting and saying, thank you, sir, for everything you've done for us. And if he wants to say, not sure if I'm coming back yet, that's fine. That's fine. And the fact that everybody and their mother complains about it when he says on Pat McAfee, a a show he enjoys that you don't have to watch. The one guy I'm talking to, not the 118 that I love that are watching right now. I love you and you and you and you. But the, 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 the angry Angus in the chat, the worried William, the upset Unger that sit in the chat right now swearing and cursing Aaron Rodgers' name, I'm telling you right now, okay, everyone, including me, including Ian Rappaport, including Adam Schefter, including you and everybody else, Go looking for the information. You consume it because you choose to. And so when Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee and barely whispers under his breath, I'm going to go into a darkness retreat. Wait, what was that? A darkness retreat? What's that? Oh, no, no big deal. Um, it's I'm just going to go in the dark and just a good way to, a healthy way to kind of figure out what I want to do. And everybody's reporting on it. Everybody, Aaron Rodgers is such a drama queen. Can you believe it? All he wants is attention. He said it one time and everybody's reporting it everywhere. This guy wants to do what he wants to do. Let him do it. Uh, I don't know why I'm on this tangent, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he got here. Still a five-year window. Aaron Rodgers might have five years. How did I go so far off in that direction? I don't know. But we're back. And Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr. I don't think he's going to Carolina after this comment. As much as someone might say, oh, that's true. He probably only has four or five years left. Maybe three to five years, Smitty. This is not what you tell somebody. Hey, you look pretty good for, you know, 38 years old, son. You look pretty good. That's like saying, oh, yeah, you you look like you've lost some weight. You've look, you look like you've lost a little bit of weight. Not all of it, but you look like you've lost some LBs. This is what this comment means to me. He's not going to Carolina. He wanted to be wined and dined. He probably got a free steak dinner. I would have done it too, to be honest with you. I, I love steak. And so this guy wants to be wined and dined. He hasn't been the focus or center point of anything for a long time. The Raiders probably didn't even give him a, a locker. He, he barely had a jersey. He probably had one jersey that he had to wash himself at home in the washer and dryer, and, and this guy had to do everything himself, and this guy had no defense whatsoever. They might as well put half the guys on the field on defense. It wouldn't have made a difference because they were 28th, 29th, 32nd in the league in every category his entire reign. Moving from Oakland to Las Vegas didn't even change it. They were bottom seller dweller defense his entire reign in Oakland and in Las Vegas. This guy's had nothing but garbage to, to, to support him and, and help cascade from one to the the next, the defense cascading effectiveness or uh, non-effectiveness to the offense. This is this is why the the uh, the quarterback for the Jets, who I believe will be Derek Carr, is going to be so successful because the defense is going to help cascade into the offense. The offense will spill over its success into the defense. This defense, which is like considered to be two, three, or four to a lot of people, is going to be the number one defense in the National Football League in 2023 because the offense is going to be good. The offense is going to keep the defense fresh. And what we've seen out of the defense so far will be amplified by two or three. This is the number one defense in the National Football League in 2023, led by Sauce Gardner, rookie of the year. On deep, this guy is the best quarterback in the National Football League, and he was as a rookie. 
So the Jets are on the rise. Derek Carr, I believe, is headed to New York. He's just kind of getting wined and dined before he locks down this long-term relationship. He's just having a little fun before his, uh, his wedding, you know? And so this guy's out there having a couple bachelor parties, and he's headed to get married to the New York Jets very, very soon. Get ready for it. Uh, Derek Carr, appreciate you taking up the next, uh, I don't know, 14 minutes. And Aaron Rodgers, most of that. Uh, this, this news right here, uh, let me move this over. Sorry about that. This news right here is uh, Brock Purdy. Um, GM John Lynch admitted that there's a variety of time frames for Brock Purdy's return from his elbow surgery. We talked about this the other day, and I tried to explain it in tremendous detail. Where is my marker when I need it? I feel like I had a marker somewhere here, and now the marker, said marker, is gone. Here it is. So, as I explained yesterday, here is your uh, UCL. It goes along your entire arm like this. This guy snapped his UCL in half, or at least it was a, it's considered a full tear, whether there was, you know, hanging by a thread. I don't know the details of that. This guy's got a torn UCL. They want to go in and do a bridge. They want to go in and try and repair it like this. And put a bridge on it. And we don't know how that's going to function. This guy's literally going to go out there. And try and deliver a 10 to 12 year career. On something that's called a bridge. When trying to repair this long UCL. And I don't know if it's going to work. You don't know if it's going to work. We heard he he was going to need Tommy John surgery. Now we don't know if that's true. They don't fully know what's going to go on until they get in there. To be honest with you. And I'm not going to go on a long, long, long rant on this, but a very baby rant. I blame Shanahan for a lot of things. And if anybody thinks I don't blame the overswelling situation, the the massive swelling that continues to ensue in this man's elbow, so much so that he couldn't have surgery last month. They had to postpone it. You're swelling. I don't know what you did. I don't know what you did when you were out there, bro. But did you did you come off the field right away? You didn't you didn't happen to go back on the field and try and play a, a second half with a completely torn UCL, right? You came off the field. Well, I did. I I I did come off the field. Yes, I tore my UCL. And then when our quarterback, our third, our fourth string quarterback, who was our third string quarterback, that his brother, sister's mother was our four, yeah. We basically once our fourth string quarterback went down, I became the fifth string quarterback. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brock Purdy, are you trying to tell me not only were you the the the, the championship game third string quarterback, you were also the fifth string quarterback? This guy should get double the pay. He's playing fifth string quarterback and third string quarterback. Shanahan sent this guy out onto the field after he tore his UCL, wasn't capable of playing. That's why you replaced said player that tore uh, the UCL. And then he goes in with his torn UCL and he starts throwing the ball around on the sideline. At least 30 to 40 practice passes. He said he could barely throw five yards. Goes out, hands the ball off. Goes out, gets hit. Hands the ball out, gets hit. Throws the ball five yards if he can. And just causing further damage. Not looking out for Brock Purdy's best interest. If anybody thinks... That there's another reason for why this guy is swelling this late in the game. So much so he's going to Arizona right here. He's probably already here to see somebody to see if there's enough swelling dying down that he can finally have his surgery. And once they find, he's going to be so behind schedule. So yeah, are there different varieties of time frames? Absolutely. Whose fault is that? Kyle Shanahan's. 
And then this report, and I'm tired of hearing people say I'm a hater on Kyle Shanahan. These are all facts, man. These are all facts. Trey Lance ankle surgeries is expected to be full go for 49ers OTAs in May. Great. What's Shanahan going to do to derail this train? I'm excited for Trey. I'm rooting for Trey. You guys know I love Trey, but I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to work out at all. And I don't know that I can put him on the moon man list or the satellite man list or any list at all. We we're going to put him on this list. Satellite men. Space cadets in training. Kadarius Tony. Um, who knows? Who knows? We don't know. We have no idea. We have no idea. Please stop. I don't want to relive it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimbo, but you know it's true. You know it's true. Your head coach threw your injured quarterback on the field. And I don't want to hear what else were we supposed to do. Not put a quarterback with a torn UCL on the field is what you're supposed to do. I don't care what happens if you have an emergency quarterback and his name is Deuce. And he's your fullback, but he's listed as your emergency quarterback. Why aren't you using him? Why'd you list him as your emergency quarterback if you can't even use him? Uh, and, and there is a lot to the NFL that need, they need to fix this. Who is their quarterback that goes in if two quarterbacks go down? The NFL needs to fix that. The NFL needs to fix that immediately. They will. They will, for sure. 25-yard uh, breakout route uh, blocked by backup tight end. Yeah, there's the, there's the other thing, and I, and I know the, the counters to this, the, the rebuttals to this, that the scheme does this all the time. They've done it all year. But yeah, tight ends black, uh, blocking linebackers, no offensive line uh, uh, support that should have been seeked out when Jimmy G was on the roster for $27 million. Oh yeah, Trey's injury was freak. Oh yeah, Brock Purdy's injury was freak. Oh, Josh, Josh Johnson's concussion was freak. Yeah, it was until it wasn't because the offensive line, whatever. Jamal Williams... Jamal Williams, mutual interest between the team and Jamal Williams re-signing. Well, that's because there's no way this guy's going to go get a job anywhere when there's a plethora, uh, a 10-plus rookie running backs that are absolutely phenoms in this 2023 NFL rookie draft class. And you've got Buffalo, Miami, uh, Cincy, Las Vegas, uh, Carolina, the Giants, the, the Eagles, the Chicago Bears. You have a very few n- a number of teams and, and two of which, three of which are going to retain their guys potentially. So Josh Jacobs could get franchise tagged and stay in, in uh, Las Vegas. you got Saquon Barkley who could work out a long-term deal. They'll probably franchise tag uh, Danny Dimes, but let's say they work out a long-term extension with one of them. Then they can slap the tag on the other and keep both. So the Giants is really a race to get one of them signed to try and get Danny Dimes signed, to try and get Saquon Barkley signed. And the moment they announce a contract, they're going to go to the other player and say, you want to sign this deal on our terms or do you want us to slap the tag on you because we're keeping you and we're playing you? So I think ultimately there's still a really good shot the Giants end up retaining both Saquon and Danny Dimes because all it takes is one contract between the two of them. But yeah, uh, Jamal Williams, where are you going to go? Miami, I could see him in Miami. That could be interesting. I could see him in Buffalo. Not that he can't find a home, uh, but but I do believe that there, yeah, there's mutual interest because he doesn't have a lot of options, to be honest with you. And he had very, very good success. He felt very welcomed. This is a guy that kind of got, like, you could say casted out and, and uh, very, very good, good guy, very good kid. And his attitude's phenomenal. His sense of humor is top-notch. And I love hearing him in an interview. And honestly, he probably feels some loyalty to the team that fed him when he felt like no other team wanted to keep him. 
You know what I mean? So he's probably got loyalty that, that, that runs deep, and I could see him back in, in a Detroit Lion uniform. Not good for Swift because we know how much he's going to vulture on, on the goal line. If they bring him back, it's probably because they want to run him in the goal line situations again. So I don't know what's going to happen to Swift. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we got others to talk about. DeAndre Hopkins speaking to the media at the Combine Cardinals head coach, Jonathan Gannon replied, I'm not sure when asked if DeAndre Hopkins would play for the team in 2023. This is a very different answer than, let's say, the Chargers GM is giving when asked, hey, is Keenan Allen going to be gone? Hey, he's not going anywhere. Hey, is T. Higgins going to be gone? Cincinnati's response, he's not going anywhere. It's not our problem. You don't have wide receivers, whoever's looking. And then, hey, is Hopkins going anywhere? We're not sure. So very, very different answer. You can read in between the lines that for the right price, he's gone, uh, mainly because he's we're going to lose him eventually anyway, right? And so why not get rid of him when we're going to have a bad year, we're rebuilding anyway? Uh, that's kind of the thinking. I think the the Chicago Bears would be the ultimate landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins because the Chicago Bears have a, a scrambling quarterback. And this guy, DeAndre Hopkins, knows how to catch footballs from a scrambling quarterback as good as anybody in the National Football League. This is a, I am the number one wide receiver in the league in catching footballs when my quarterback is outside the pocket scrambling around. He learned it. He developed under Watson doing it. He came over to Arizona, Kyler Murray and Hopkins have been doing it, and he now can head over to the Chicago Bears, where I think he's really going to help Fields out a ton. Uh, there's a lot of other situations that I like. Uh, the Chargers would be great. I'd love to see Herbert get Hopkins. There are a lot of situations that make a lot of sense for Hopkins. What doesn't make sense is a place like New England, where he's going to go and just, just dissolve, because New England's horrible for wide receivers. They've ruined wide receivers. They ruin wide receivers. So Hopkins, good luck if you end up in New England. Giants would be a phenomenal place, Mike. I agree. That's a that's a good comment, and we've talked about that before. We do like him in, in New York. That would be a fantastic place, and it would make Danny Dimes a little bit more secure and safer. So that's that news on, on Hop. Uh, we've got Tua Tagovailoa news speaking on whether he had any concerns about QB Tua Tagovailoa's durability. Dolphins GM Chris Greer told reporters, well... I can't lie and say no when this is the guy that said he had had conversations with doctors and so did the NFL PA. They also heard these conversations where we were assured that Tua won't suffer any concussions any more than the average player in the NFL. He's no more likely to get concussed than the average player in the NFL. Gee, that's interesting because usually when you have concussions to this degree, it's a pattern. You get concussed more than anybody in the NFL. This is why uh, Steve Young retired. This is why a guy like uh, Kurt Warner retired and stepped away from the game. And quarterbacks get leveled and hit more than anybody. It is the position that usually gets a player, that and a wide receiver, gets a player uh, out of the league, uh, out of fear for their own long-term health and, and cognition. And Tua is the most, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, in my opinion... This is the most likely to get concussed player in the National Football League by a mile. By a mile. In fact, his concussions as of late have been love taps on the ground, which is a clear sign that you are concussion capable. You know, it's usually hard helmet hits that can cause concussions, but this guy can fall down and bang his head just slightly and he's concussed. Why? I don't know if it's fully to do with what happened the day that he was concussed, stumbled his team caught him he clearly was rattled 
and his coach, who I always talk up in terms of scheme and offense, ran him back out onto the field, and he got concussed again in the same game. Two concussions in one game, two brain damage traumas in one game. Who knows what that did to him or will do to him for the future? I don't think he stands upright for even half a season. I'm rooting for him. I don't wish it upon him. I hope he's healthy. I hope I'm dead wrong. But Tua is probably going to disappoint Miami Mike yet again if Miami Mike isn't smart and doesn't bring in a quarterback to, to, to win playoff games. Not just replace him if he's out for a game or two. This could be a thing where Tua takes a hit and never plays another down after that that, that concussion that happens in week one, two, three, four. And if if this guy doesn't have a quarterback, what's he do? Oh, wait, I actually know. Yeah, is Tom Brady there? Yeah, it's Miami Mike. I'll hold. Yep, this is Tom. Hey, Tom, it's Miami Mike. We've got a job opening. No, no off season. It's week ten. We've, we're tw- tw- eleven wins. We're, we're playoff bound. We're clinching a wild card spot. We need you. That sounds fantastic. I wanted to play anyway. No off season. This may have worked out just perfectly. In fact, that's why I didn't sign a dummy contract with the Tampa Bay Bucks to help them out with their cap hit. I'm a free agent. I'm coming on my way. Actually, I'm at your front door. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Tom Brady is going to Miami at some point. Mark it down. Bold prediction, yes. Likely to happen. I don't know. Scale of 1 to 10 in terms of accuracy on this prediction. Let's call it a 5. But I feel like it, it has legs at least. Okay? It has legs at least. Um, let's see. I would say... Uh, John Lynch uh, told reporters, I already had that one. Okay, I think we're all done on the on the news. Appreciate you all hanging through a, a news session that was about 40, 40 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, let's go. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Yeah, I made, I made a prediction um, that Tom Brady's either playing for the Niners or he's playing for the Dolphins by week, we'll call it 12. By week 12, he's suiting up for the Niners or the Dolphins. It'd be bitter, it would be a lot sweeter to watch him suit up for the Miami Dolphins. Why? Because Shanahan refuses to, to lure Tom Brady in because I think Shanahan's afraid he's a better mind, a better offensive mind than him, and his ego's too big to allow it. So what would be sweeter than him going to, to the Niners, going to Miami with Miami Mike, where, where Tom Brady can beat the Niners and, and, and be a better team? So... Uh, Tom shows up at the wrong house, says Slick Rick. Tom Brady to the moon. Yeah, buddies. Uh, dial in if you've got a, a question. Let me let me get to some of these uh, voice messages on IG. And if you guys want to be a part of the Instagram voicemail group, uh, you can actually, sorry, wrong button. Go to my Instagram at thefantasyfootballshow.com. Click the subscribe button. And for $4.99 a month, cancel any time, you can leave daily voicemails with me and have access to, uh, uh, to um, let's see here, and have access to a group chat where you can ask each other questions and people just chat throughout the day in this group chat. Like, hey, guys, would you, would you do this trade? Hey, guys, would you do this trade? And then when you get to these voice messages, like these right here, these are for me and I play them on the show. So if you want to be part of the, the show daily and get your voice messages played, that's where you go. This is one from, uh, let's see here. 
let's see here. We got uh, we got one from B Man. B Man. Hey Smitty, do you like Brees Hall over Kenneth Walker? I'm asking because they have similar ADPs and Brees Hall has injury risk, but yet he's on the Mars men and Kenneth Walker isn't. What do you think? Yeah, I I, I like Brees Hall a little more. Um, I like I like him near the same. To be honest with you, I'll draft one in one league and one in the other. I I believe that that Brees Hall has just got a a slightly bit more amount of upside given the combination of everything going on for his team projected wise. Like if they don't land um, Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr and they land Jimmy G, for example, I would probably resort to Walker being ranked ahead of him by a handful of spots. Uh, but based on my projection of what's going to happen in free agency, I have Brees Hall having a more like Adrian Peterson bounce back ACL recovery. I'm not saying he'll have Adrian Peterson's numbers. I'm just saying if I'm choosing one direction to lean, it's going to be more of the Adrian Peterson impressive variety than it will be the Barkley or J.K. Dobbins disappointing first year back. Uh, compensation injuries are always a potential thing, um, but absolutely. So, uh I, an- I answered this question. I'm sorry I didn't ho- hold down the record button on this one. I answered it at 43 minutes and uh, about 42 minutes into the show, bro. So go go check that out. B-Man, I appreciate you. All right, let's go to the next voice message. And uh, this is in voicemail group number uh, one. This is the br- Bruce, are you here? In Cincinnati, we talk about Higgins. We talk about Chase. But we don't take take a part about Tyler Boyd. Is he just a, you know, a nobody now? Because before them two got there, he was actually really good in fantasy. Uh, what's your opinion on Tyler Boyd? I like Tyler Boyd. He's, he's a good, like, best ball stack with Burrow. Um, he's a wide receiver, four or five, uh, five, six. I would say, I would say that, uh, I would say that Swaggy says AD ran for 2K after his ACL tear. We know that. We know that, Swaggy. That's not, that's not new information. And and again, I didn't say he'd have the exact same number, Swaggy. I knew I knew I didn't clarify enough for somebody out there. I knew I knew it was going to be Swaggy. Uh, but Bruce, I would say that um, you know I I I don't like Boyd in my lineup. I like Boyd on my bench. I like Boyd as an injury or emergency bye week guy. And if let's say Chase or Higgins go down, and the likelihood of one of them missing three or four games or a combined three or four games being missed between the two wide receivers is very high, especially with Higgins involved. So I feel like uh, I like him for those reasons, and he can play like a, a high-end wide receiver too during that time frame, but you're going to get probably four games of that. Bruce. Hey, Smitty, where do you think the best landing spot is for Kenny Galladay? I think now that he's out of New York, if he goes to a good team, He'll be a good receiver again. What's your thoughts on that? To be honest, I oftentimes forget if Kenny Galladay's even in the league, Bruce, to be completely frank with you. Every time I hear whispers of him being released, I'm like, oh yeah, forgot about Kenny Galladay. And I will admit this. I will say we all, including me, thought Kenny Galladay was going to be an absolute monster. We all did. And he, could, he really could have been. He really could have been. Why he hasn't developed, I don't know. Injuries is one reason. But this guy had the makings of being a top, seven wide receiver in fantasy football and he just didn't develop he just didn't evolve and I don't think that he's going to go somewhere and be revitalized and revived and become some monster or even a, a starting fantasy football wide receiver at any point I would say that like it would be I wouldn't be nothing would shock me honestly but uh it would be it'd be really hard bro to to imagine 
And so I'm, uh, for that reason, I'm out, as uh, as Mark Cuban would say. So appreciate you dropping those voicemails. I think we got uh, I think we got most of those completed. You guys get in this voicemail group and, and drop voicemails. Uh, I'd love to answer your voicemails on the daily. All you got to do is go to thefantasyfootballshow.com and click that subscribe button, and you can have access. Then DM me and tell me, hey, I'm in your group, and I'll put you in the live group, and then you can ask me a question every single day. So let's go. Let's go. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Frank Gore came into the NFL without both ACLs. Uh, no, I don't think that's true. Uh, John Elway played without ACLs. Frank Gore didn't come in with no ACLs. Garrison Hurst entered the NFL draft without an ACL, and then at the combine, or he was, he was entering the NFL draft without an ACL, and at the combine they tested his knee. And they realized it had lack, you know, it was lax, and they're like, you know, you don't have an ACL. I don't think they did a, 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 a MRI, and they said you t- you tore your ACL, but it's healed. It's not like you just tore it. Like when did you tear it? They pinpointed it that it was high school. Uh, Frank Gore didn't come into the NFL without ACLs, um, but John Elway did play without ACLs, which was very amazing and really weird. And when you don't have an ACL, um, essentially, uh, you have uh, you have even if you have a strong like thigh and, and surrounding muscles around your knees. Um, you still have these micro movements in your knee that grind down that cartilage. Uh, so the cartilage and, and padding in between your knees without ACLs, without that tight fit so that when you bend down or, or flex the knee, it's not going like this, you know, slow micro movements of grinding. And without the ACL, by the time you're 40 years old, if you played without ACLs, let's say for even like 10 years, you would have no meniscus anymore, and they'd have to do a total knee replacement where they cut the knee in half, put a dish on this side, a dish on this side, and then a plate, uh, you know, a plate in the middle so it can swivel on the dish, and they have a total knee replacement. But uh, Frank Gore was an unreal player that had, uh, I don't know, his bones ossified or something because this guy was the most injury-prone player in the National Football League the beginning of his career. Ankles, knees, shoulders, everything under the sun. This guy couldn't stay healthy for anything. And then one day, Frank Corden never got hurt again. <laughs> and then he played like another 10 years past the point you thought that he was going to be done. So Frank Gore was an anomaly, but it was weird because he didn't start off as a as a, you know, a guy that that was able to shake off injuries. He was very 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 injury prone. Just an absolute injury prone monster. And then all of a sudden he wasn't, and then he never got hurt. And Frank Gore is like a, uh, uh, just a, I don't know, a, 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 he was like a rock. There's just no ability to hurt him. There's no ability to tear anything. Frank Gore is a monster. Uh, East Coast Taddy gifted five memberships. East Coast Taddy. To the moon. Appreciate you, East Coast Taddy. What a monster. This guy is speaking of monsters. Thank you, East Coast Taddy. Uh, let's see if we got any more here. David's David. Prince was gifted a membership by East Coast Taddy. Uh, Niner was gifted. Niner Rick got an East Coast Taddy gifted membership. Peanut Butter and Waivers was gifted one by East Coast Taddy. Look at East Coast Taddy doing East Coast Taddy things. Uh, Terry Roberts gift. Terry Roberts gifted five YouTube exclusive members. Terry Roberts and East Coast Taddy. I have to say, you guys are absolute rock stars in my community. They, you take care of each other. And, and that's something I love about you guys. Um, 
We are we are waiting for our first phone call. I don't know why the off season is a little slow. You guys are a little shy calling into the or the phone line's broken. Sometimes that's the way it is. So dial in if you wanna you wanna uh, do a little little round robin. We'll get a little uh, we'll get a little panel going of four or five six people on one line to see what kind of chaos we can create. Uh, appreciate those those memberships, guys. Dropping those those YouTube exclusive memberships. Terry Roberts, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, Terry's MVP, Taddy's MVP, D-Class, what's up? Richie Rich, what's going on? JCIM, uh, Moon Man looking like a Dynasty rookie draft. It was so funny, Blake, though, and I don't know that, I don't, I'm not saying you're ripping on it, but I love, I, when I look at the Moon Man list, I look at a, a, an obvious list to me, and I, I, sometimes, like, I catch myself going, are these that bold? Like, am I am I being looked at like Smitty? Come on, come on, jump out onto the 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 edge, you know? Step out onto a, a limb, you know? You're you're picking obvious stuff, and and that's because I love them. But I can't tell you how many times people say to me that uh, the Moon Men dropping loads in outer space that these players are like stashes. People actually say these players are stashes. Which is crazy. Uh, J- Jimbo's trying again to, to, to look. Jim, I I know I know injuries like the back of my hand. Look it up. They say he tore both at Miami. Jim, they repaired him though. Jim, they repaired him. He didn't enter the NFL without ACLs. He entered the NFL with ACL tears that he recovered from. It's a big difference from what you're saying that he that he played without ACLs in the in the NFL. He didn't play without ACLs in the NFL. He tore his knee twice in college. Yes, he did. Dalvin Cook tore his ACL. Uh, Priest Holmes tore his ACL. I know everything about ACLs, my guy. But but Frank Gore didn't play in the National Football League without ACLs. Uh, enter NFL without ACLs. <sighs> Frank Gore is already one of the most accomplished players impressive considering he tore both his ACLs which we know you're not you're not dropping any knowledge on us that he tore two two ACLs he tore we knew that that's very very known that Frank Gore tore his ACL but Jimbo he didn't play without ACLs he tore them oh is he saying that I'm right okay looked it up both okay my bad Jimbo but but I appreciate it and, and it is a good point like to Jimbo's credit and this topic is important you can tear your ACL. I phrased it wrong the first time. My bad. No, no, no apologies, Jimbo. Jimbo, take a lap for apologizing. Take a lap. Um, it's an important topic, though, Jimbo, because when we see a guy like Brees Hall tear his ACL and, we, and you have people say, hey, when you tear your ACL, um, it, 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 you're never going to be the same. That's wrong. Wrong. Completely wrong. Because guess who guess who tore their ACL at, at, at the early stages of their of their pro career, Priest Holmes. Guess who tore their ACL at the early stages of their pro pro career, Jamal Lewis. Guess who tore their ACL at the early stages of their pro career, Jam, Jamal Charles, tore his ACL. Jamal Charles was yeah. one of the best backs in fantasy football uh, after his ACL tear. Priest Holmes was one of the best backs in fantasy football after his ACL tears. Uh, Dalvin Cook. After his ACL tear. Now, he took another year. Barkley took a full year, played like, you know, played bad. Uh, uh, so did uh, a couple players. Yeah, what's up? Who, who are you? We're, you're live on the show. He hung up. 
He didn't want to wait. He didn't want to wait. Uh, 105 in here. Match the likes, please, says Terry Roberts. That's a true statement. Appreciate Terry. Terry, 67 thumbs up. We got 112 people in the building. Let's get those those rookie numbers up. Let's pump those rookie numbers up. Uh, dial into the phone line. I don't know why people get scared right when I'm about to put them on, but they hang up a lot of times. Um, yeah, Priest Holmes, absolute monster. Uh, ACLs are not a big deal when you're young and they're clean. You don't have a whole bunch of meniscus and LCL and MCL tears. And that's why that's why I don't love Javante Williams' story right now as much as some people would like me to because of how high I was on him last year. Like, there's Instagram comments. I, I, it's so funny. Like, I, I laugh. It doesn't bother me. I laugh. But on Instagram, someone will say something like, uh, Smitty, on my, my be careful on Javante Williams. Smitty. I picture him just grinning. But you liked him last year. So now what? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, you know, couldn't see the ACL tear coming. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, sweetie, my name is Ben. Who, Dan? Ben, Benjamin. Pan or Pam? Ben, B-E-N. Okay, Ben. Ben, what can I do for you? I just had a quick question. I love the show. Uh, I currently hold the 101. It's a start eight. And uh, trying to find out is Elijah Moore, Nick Chubb, and the 108 a good deal? For the one, for the, you want to know if you should trade the 1.1. Correct. For Nick Chubb, Elijah Moore, and the 1.8. Correct. Uh no. I I think that's a horrible a horrible deal because Bijan Robinson may very well be the 1.1 or at least the 1.3 in a dynasty startup. If I'm drafting in a dynasty startup right now, I'm drafting Bijan Robinson. So, if, All right, right on. Yeah, so Nick Nick Chubb, bro, he he might have already fallen off like slightly because he had a good year statistically but at the end of the year he vanished he vanished and and a lot of people go at me on this one they're like shut about an amazing year what are you talking about spending but it's all about the the trend and where he's headed you know what i mean and nick chubb right talking about knee injuries nick chubb and, and while he's overcome it my point isn't oh nick chubb's gonna struggle coming out of college we've already seen him deliver an amazing career so that's not my argument here when you hear what i have to say but nick chubb had one of the most gruesome injuries in college football or in any sports period in, in terms of a knee tear that we've, we probably will ever see Nick Chubb. I don't know if you remember. And if you Google it right now, if everybody says uh, Nick uh, Google, Nick Chubb knee injury in college and your, your knee bends like this, his knee bent all the way. I can't even do it to my model. He bent the exact right angle. The other way he was sitting on the, you, if you look at the, the photo on Google and it's literally a right angle. And he tore... And we don't even know if he tore his ACL or not. They, there's there's rumors he didn't... He tore everything but his ACL. And there's reason to think that could happen. Because your knee does a right angle this way. So technically speaking, you would think it might be able to do a right angle this way. But the problem is you tear everything else in your knee. Nick Chubb 
destroyed his knee, mangled his knee, and there was thinking that he'd never be the same. Now, Nick Chubb came back like a monster. Uh, let's send Nick Chubb to the moon for the amazing the career that he's had. But my point being that Nick Chubb might have this degenerative quick decline in his knee similar to Todd Gurley. And Todd Gurley suffered yeah. the ACL tear. And there is some d- downside to ACL tears in terms of the longevity after the knees healed and repaired. If there was, like I said, uh, all uh, extra extra damage to the knee, like in the case of, uh, of of somebody that tears their meniscus and their ACL, your knees now off align- right. alignment. And, and so, like playing four or five years as a running back, taking the abuse of a running back, your knee could uh, degrade. Um, so this injury was the worst injury we've ever seen in 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 college football or the pro, pro football. But if you look at uh, if you look at Nick Chubb's yardage, it was like thirty four yards. You know he did have the two ninety yard games. He did have the um, seventy seven yard game, but he had zero touchdowns from week thirteen on. So like he didn't score. Now you could you could say okay he had uh, he had three point eight yards. Okay, so he had. 4.7 yards per carry, 2.4 yards per carry, 4.7 yards per carry, 3.8 yards per carry, and he did finish with a really healthy 7.4 and 6.4 yards per carry in his final two games. So Nick Chubb's kind of an enigma. He scored a ton of touchdowns at the beginning of the year and literally scored no touchdowns in weeks 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And so it's tough to know like what's in store for Chubb in 2023. And so my, my whole point, circling back, is that could he have one more year left? Because I'm not saying he's necessarily completely dropped off or anything like that because it's still good numbers, you know. His yards per carry were still pretty decent. Right. Uh, but does he have one year left? I would say at most one year. One year of elite play, and you're getting what in exchange for this downgrade? At 1.8? No thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Elijah yeah. Moore, who's Elijah Moore at this point? I mean, I love Elijah Moore talent wise but we don't know what he is like if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets or Derek Carr he's he's as good as gone um if if Aaron Rodgers lands in New York maybe he revives Elijah Moore I really do like him but we don't have any guarantee whatsoever that uh, the staff even likes him and that's part of the reason why he didn't do well um I would this is bro I'm trying to get you to do this trade so no Okay, I got you. All right. I also think you're suffering from what's called uh, uh, on board syndrome, and you're like you're just wanting to trade. You know what I mean? Like, like, bro, the one point one. We dream of having the one point one in this draft. Like, this is what everybody's right. been working towards, trying to trade for all these future first rounders. You're the guy that has it. Like, you got gold. And if, if another another thing that's if there's anything you listen to me on, this is. The, the most factual thing that, that you'll hear all day coming out of my mouth. The, the, the 1.1 in fantasy football and in the NFL gains, you know, the player, like, you know, like as you approach the draft at least. But from a fantasy perspective, the 1.1 gains value every single day you inch toward the NFL draft. Every single day right. you inch toward the NFL draft. So that's, that's the case in the NFL and in fantasy football. Now, in the case of fantasy football... It, it amplifies. It gets even stronger in terms of the increased value every day after the NFL draft. Because now it's not the 1.1. The 1.1 is easy to trade. Once the 1.1 is officially Bijan based on his landing spot, 
Um, or let's say it's Gibbs. Let's say Gibbs lands in the best situation and Bijan lands in a horrible situation. Whatever the case may be, the 1.1 now has a face. And now it's worth 5x. You know, so wait. Wait. If you're going to trade it, wait. But right don't on. trade it. Uh, anything Thank else? You. Anything else, Ben? Oh, uh, I, I will, yeah. Uh, I have also the 103. And I just don't quite know who to draft there. I want to say JSN, but Addison always looks great to me. Um, so it's just a really tough decision. And also the Charbonnet, is he worth the 103? If he gets a second round, he get capital. Charbonnet, kind of my top three overall rookies without hesitation right now. It could change with landing spots, of course. I got to keep up, with my, uh, be open-minded. But my number three overall without hesitation, no matter team need, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm not going to draft a player based on team need. I never do that. I never do that. Uh, number one is Bijan. Number two is Gibbs. Number three is Charbonnet. Okay. And, and Zay Flowers might enter the equation as the number one wide receiver in a lot of people's mind after the combine. After he does his workouts mm-hmm. on uh, Friday and Saturday, the workouts in the in the bench press and all that, um, it's going to be fun, 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 fun times. Right on. I appreciate the call. Yeah, appreciate you. Uh, uh, call If we do a panel, call back if you want to jump on. We're waiting for phone calls. A lot of people are shy today. Uh, but we got a hundred and oh, hundred and eleven people in the room. <laughs> you what? I said I'll be calling you soon. I can't stop thinking about fantasy football. All right, man. Ben, appreciate you. Later. Thank you. Bye. All right. Uh dial in if you want to get on the line here. Let's see what you guys are saying. Zeke and Mixon in the same boat. Uh Zeke's in a worse boat than Mixon, but Mixon there soon could be a rookie running back on the Bengal roster to make your statement a hundred percent accurate. So I, I like uh, I do agree with that. Let's see here. Um, dial in, boys. Dial in, BK in the house. BK, we haven't seen you here in a while. I don't know. It seems like Charbonnet looks for contact, and considering he's bigger back, I like it. Um. Yeah, he he doesn't. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if I say he looks for contact as much as he invites it when it's coming for him and it's inevitable. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I mean, I guess you could say you could say he looks for contact, but he's hard to tackle and he's slippery. So contact doesn't concern me. And I know you weren't saying this, but for people that might say he looks for contact, oh, he might get hurt. It's like it's like he's like slippery, you know, and, and he can't be tackled and. Dude's a monster. He runs He runs harder than Nick Chubb. He runs harder than Barkley, which is hard to do because Barkley does run harder than almost anybody in the National Football League to the point where it concerns me because he's giving 120% and kind of maxing and, and it, you know, uh, maxing out his, his uh, body on every play. And that's why, you know, he has some injury concerns. But I, I, I think, uh, I think, Charbonnet could be a top 10 running back very easily if he lands in a, a really decent spot. If he lands in the most amazing spot, he could be the number one rookie running back in this draft class, and it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Remember that that uh, jo- J- uh, Justin Jefferson was not the consensus number one or really even the number two rookie wide receiver in his draft class. Keep in mind that Alvin Kamara was about rookie number six or seven overall in rookie mock drafts heading into 
uh, draft day for every one of you drafting in your rookie mock draft. You know, so the these things are are they look like concrete at this moment, and then they end up changing. Corey, you're live on the fantasy football show. Hey, Spinny, I got two trades that I just made. Alrighty. That would be go to the board. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, I'll do it on the screen here. Go ahead. Okay, so one is I gave up Trevor Lawrence, Jamison Williams, and a third round pick for Burrow and a fourth round pick. And all this is dynasty because that's all I play. You don't even mess around. Do you do underdog? I don't. You should. Done. You should, man. <laughs> you should. It's so and fun. And then I've got second trade in the same league. Uh, let's let's analyze one at a time. All right. So trade number one. You gave up T. Law, Jamison, in a third, and got Burrow in a fourth. Um, it depends how you feel on Jamison. I'm not concerned, overly concerned about rookie third and rookie fourth round picks. Burrow crushes T-Law, even though I love T-Law. T-Law's in a different tier. And he's a potential dominator of his tier, which is a tier below Burrow. But Burrow could be the QB1. Jamison, it really just all comes down to Jamison. I like Jamison Williams a lot, but he hasn't proven anything yet. And I think while he still can, and I'm not ruling it out, uh, he does have St. Brown in his way, and St. Brown is one of the more stubborn and uh, uh, biggest chip on his shoulder type guys I've ever seen in my life. Like if 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 St. Brown even stumbled upon this live stream right now and heard you were considering trading for Jamison Williams, even though his name wasn't even mentioned, he probably would call into the show and say, "Look, I, I was scrolling through YouTube, and this guy is going to actually trade for a guy that hasn't done anything yet. I'm St. Brown. Like St. Brown's a monster." And, and yeah, Jamison yeah. Williams could be too. And his acceleration before his ACL tear was unbelievable. There's this one footage piece of footage. I have it on my Instagram somewhere buried because it was a year ago um, where he stuttered. He's running a route and he kind of slows down and does a little stutter stop and then accelerates. But the defensive back is accelerating about the same time, re-accelerating about the same time. It literally, it literally looks like there are two pieces of footage overlapping each other, and the defensive back is in slow motion, and Jamison's in normal speed because they they're both running like this, they're side by side, and then Jamison slows down, the the cornerback slows down, and they both start accelerating, and Jamison just goes like this, right? His acceleration is unmatched, or it was, and we don't. I'm sure it's gonna get there, but. I mean, until it does, give me Burrow all day because that's that's a guy, in what? my opinion. Is this a super flex or one QB? Super flex, and do you want to know why I overpaid for it if I did? Uh, if you overpaid, why did you overpay? Well, I'm just saying I got chased too, so that's yeah. why I wanted to do the stack. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It doesn't score you more points unless your scoring is weird, but guess what you have, young man? You have the stack above all stacks. The stack above all stacks. So I love that. All right. So trade one. I'm going to Smitty approve it. You got Burrow and you, you, he got burrowed. You've just been <laughs> okay. So, so trade two. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Is... Hold on. Hold on one second. Okay. Trade two. Go for it. And I made it the same day. I, I get Herbert 
and and mind you, I'm in this super flex. I'm I'm I need quarterbacks, but I got Burrow, and now I'm getting Herbert. Okay, but I gave up Geno Smith, the one ten, and the five oh eight. Not the five oh eight. Not Gino. Oh, that's disrespectful to Gino. Uh, oh wait, I put one point one. Whoops, the one ten, right? I'm gonna make yeah. people. I'm gonna make people have a heart attack here. One ten. Uh, I'm gonna Smitty approve that one as well. You've just. I mean, we're talking super flexing. While Gino's exciting and he did fairly well, like I get it. Uh, Gino and Herbert had a horrible year. Like Herbert's still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the National Football League outside the top four. And and I personally think that I would have done this all day long. I would have done you. You got he Burrow was, and Herbert. I mean, what what do you what can you say? Like that's a good move, bro. You're I, banking on Herbert. I, bring it on now. What's your what's your I full was, team, I, bro? I, what's your read off your running backs and wide receivers? So you got Burrow and Herbert. Who are your running backs? Don't give me the whole list, but give me your starters. McCaffrey. Um, Josh Jacobs, AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna laugh at my receivers because the reason why I trade Jamal Williams or uh, Jamison Williams is because he would never start for me because I'm loaded at receiver at with Chase, uh, CD Lamb, Tyreek Hill, and yeah. Um, Tight ends are Schultz and Dolchitz. You didn't leave anybody for the other eight guys, huh? The other seven guys. <laughs> eight man, eight man league. Re- What's it? Eight man league. Twelve. Twelve. I've made, Eleven I've grandmas. Made really, I've made, I've made some really good trades and drafts with my receivers, and I am re- receiver loaded. How many cousins are in this league? How many grandmas, bro? This is crazy. Uh, you got a, you got a great squad. Uh, I hate to break it to you though. I don't know if you know this, but your league's probably going to crumble in about two or three years when you built this dynasty up, and everyone's going to go. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't have time to play anymore. Um, just busy. Here's my, here's my receiver. I forgot AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy to forget in that much that bunch. But yeah, you you have a, you're running the risk of like I've done this before, bro. Um, you run the risk of creating too good of a team. You get a little greedy, and then the team collapses or the league collapses. Yeah, they, and that's they, what I'm afraid of. They nope. used to call me the league ender. I- they used to call me the league ender because I would do these draft picks. One reason why um, I got into this business was a there wasn't year round content. B there wasn't a trade calculator, and I wanted to invent that in 2003. And then C. I had so much draft pick pick trading, like knowledge and uh, ideas to, you know, get out there that, that I would draft pick trade and everybody that knows me in my draft pick trading videos, they know this is true because if they've, if they've used it, they know that they end leagues as well. And they know that they also end friendships and they also make it to where people don't want to trade with you anymore. Because when you take, when you take the kick, the can down the road approach that I talk about, or you take a uh, fourth and sixth rounder and trade for a late second round pick. And so now you have a first and two seconds. 
and you traded your fourth and sixth. Now you trade your third and your fifth rounder for a really like mid or high second round pick. And now you have three second round picks. You have one first round pick and you don't technically, you technically aren't missing your third, fourth and fifth. You've kicked them into round one. And so you create a void for yourself by doing these two for ones. But if you keep doing multiple trades, you're kicking the can down the road so far that your void starts in like round seven. And at that point, who cares? Yeah, you don't have a seventh, an eighth, or a ninth round pick. You literally lost them because you did these two-for-one trades. But because you made at least three trades, sometimes four, trying to move two up to, you know, two rounds, move two up, you know, two rounds, move two up two rounds, all of a sudden, you've got this void that no one even cares about. And so at first, people go, hey, idiot, trading away your depth. Dumb move, Smitty. And then you make the second trade. It's like, Oh, you're so weird, bro. And then the third trade, it's like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be draft pick trading. Maybe next year we vote on this. You, you know, what, what this is like? What fun is this? You know, what are we gonna do? And so the league collapses. So you get greedy, bro. Don't get too greedy. Sure. You forgot you had AJ Brown. You forgot you had AJ Brown. Like, what's this league gonna do four years from now? They're gonna quit. They're gonna quit. You created a monster, Corey. <laughs> Can I ask you another question on another sure. league? Yeah, go ahead. What's the best I can get for Calvin Ridley in a, in a dynasty? That's a good question, is man. It best, I, is it I, best I don't to know. trade him now or trade him after the season starts? I would I would trade him I would try and trade him now and if you can't get amazing value that you're willing to risk that it could be greater you know like kind of like when a when a stock's going up and you're willing to sell it before it you think it's going to go down but you're willing to sell it even though it could go up for a couple more days because you're like I, you know I'd rather just be safe so if you feel confident with that value what does that value look like um honestly the way to equate things for me is best to draft picks like just to give you a barometer like or a player a doubted player like Kyle Pitts give me Kyle Pitts a thousand times over Ridley and if that isn't going to get you a Kyle Pitts because people still say well I've got a lot of investment in Kyle Pitts in redraft people can discard him all they want and in redraft he goes in round six and people sometimes laugh at you when you take Kyle Pitts at 6.1 6.2 and it's like that's a steal uh but in dynasty people are a little more stubborn with it and so if you've got to throw in a second round rookie pick, throw it in. Ridley in a second rounder for Kyle oh. Pitts, done. Um, well, th- throw in a I first just, rounder was, with... What? I was just denied a 202 for Ridley this year. Uh, Yeah, so what, what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to... I'm looking to get a London. I'm looking to get an Alave, and no one's going to give you that for Ridley. But would someone give you that for Ridley and your future first rounder, which is going to be a 12 or a 10 or a 11 at the worst, you know? So for me, um, to get rid of a tricky player like this, I go for a player that's better, and then I throw in a draft pick that I don't care about in order to get it done. And then what you end up doing is, if you want to get one for one for Ridley, people are going to be scared to do anything. If you want to get rid of uh, Ridley um, and get and get like something better than Ridley, you make people forget about the risk involved with Ridley when you give them two pieces to this equation. 
now they go to the, they say to themselves instead of saying oh but what if Ridley doesn't work out now they say to themselves what if Ridley does work out because now he's not the only sole you know uh, part of this trade that there was that holds the the all the responsibility you give someone a future first rounder and Ridley and you can maybe get Alave for that you know I don't know if you'll get Garrett Wilson but you could get Alave you could get London. You could get Christian Watson for Ridley and maybe a couple second rounders. Give Ridley and a couple second rounders. You might be able to get Watson. Some people don't understand that Watson has wide receiver one ability. Some people just don't get it. They don't. I mean, some people know it. Some people don't. There's two people in this world, bro. People that know what time it is with Watson and people that don't. Well, ironically, I have Watson. In, in oh, of course league. you do. Of course you got Watson. He's on your taxi squad. You can't even elevate him. No. But I got to get younger at receiver because that's why I'm, no, I want to get rid of Ridley because I want to get younger. No, you don't. You get rid of Ridley and get another Watson type. People are going to quit. You got to stop. You got to stop, bro. You're at least oh, get fu- a, at least get a future first rounder <laughs> for it, Ridley. That way you're not adding to your team and then you're not going to scare everybody away. I'm telling you, your league's going to cr- collapse. If you can't even use Watson, you forget that A.J. Brown and Watson are on your team. You're either playing in an no, eight-man league and you're lying to me. You're either playing in an eight-man league and you're lying to me, or your league's gonna crumble if you're telling the truth. <laughs> and I, I trust you. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, anything else, bro? Besides your magnificent team that no one, no one probably wants to hear about well, anymore because you're rubbing it in. Yeah, I, any topics I, that aren't I, team related? I could care less. I could care less if Rogers goes back to Green Bay because uh, he's on the downside. So. And I'm a Vikings fan, so bring it on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Rogers still has enough in the tank. Um, maybe not in Green Bay. Just like Tom Brady didn't have enough in the tank in Tampa. But if Tom Brady went to Miami, that's like going to uh, uh, Checker oh, Auto yeah. Parts, getting a new battery, and you're good to go for another year here in Arizona. By the way, in Arizona, we got to replace our car batteries about every like 12 to 15 months. Like every like twelve to fifteen months, you go out to your car, you turn the key, and it doesn't start. I don't know if anybody knows that. Yeah, the the heat just well, eats the battery alive. The opposite, cold up in North Dakota. <laughs> All right, League Ender, we'll talk to you later, okay. pal. Thank you, Corey, the League Ender. We'll see you later. <laughs> okay, bye. I forgot about AJ Brown. T-Law is coming on nicely. Yeah, T-Law is good. All right, guys, I appreciate you. Um, I don't know if I'll be live tonight unless there's some breaking news. Uh, thank you all for for being being here. Um, thank you for the... Oh, God. Did I answer this? Joe C., are you still here? Uh, when I was ranting, Joe C. must have dropped this. Joe C., please tell me you're still here, pal. Um, hopefully, Joe C. is here. Let me answer Joe C.'s question here. Joe! Joe? 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 Um, at least you're gifted a, a exclusive membership by East Coast Taddy. But hopefully Joe's here. Smitty, Dynasty questions. Superflex, 12-team PPR. Herbert for Dak and Kyle Pitts. Woo! Uh, I take Dak and Kyle Pitts, bro. As much as I don't love Dak Prescott as, like, you know, if I'm a, I'm a fan... And he's my quarterback, you know, like, I don't think I'd like that. Just like I don't really like Kyler. Um, Herbert and Dak aren't far apart. 
And, and, and honestly, Herbert's got a lot more to prove than Dak. Dak was magnificent one moment heading into the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, Dak was garbage, and he failed, and all that. Like, Dak gets no credit uh, right now, and it's kind of sad, because I feel like Dak is better than the, the new cycles reporting. But is he a top-five quarterback? No. Could he play like that one year out of seven? Sure. Um, but he's in a high-octane offense, one of the top-five offenses every year in terms of production and stat lines, Joe. So give me Kyle Pitts on top of that all day long, Dak and Kyle Pitts. Then I try and turn Dak and something like a Dak and a future first rounder into Fields or Dak and a future first rounder into Burrow, and you might get that done. And Dak might be more tradable than Herbert, to be honest with you. So give me Kyle Pitts and Dak all day long. And that's coming from a player, from a player. That's coming from a person, a person and a player, former, former, former intramural player. Tours ACL uh, uh, in pickup games, uh, you know, uh, at the YMCA. Uh, this is coming from a, a, an athlete right here, right in front of you. No, I, I was an athlete, but not. I wasn't uh, a college football player, but I was a track star, right? Um, I'm not anymore. I, I think I am, and then I, I watched myself on on footage running, like when I went and kicked that field goal, and I looked, I looked like a slow. Um, do I still have the field goal? Here it is. Oh, the, uh, the, I don't have the file anymore. Where's my field goal kick? Let's see if we can pull it up. I mean, I kicked it good, but I look like a slow snail. Um, I look like a just a, a slug walking out there and kicking that field goal. I don't know if I have it anymore. Uh, but anyway, Joe, I don't see Joe in here. Joe must have left. I feel bad. Joe! Dang it. Hopefully Joe sees my message. Uh, Dak puts up numbers, but ain't going nowhere. Says Space Ricky. Smitty's the goat. Thank you, D-Town. You're the goat. Dak into T-Law. That would be a move you can make. Right down the middle. Good for 50. It was, but I, 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 when I pictured myself doing it, I pictured myself looking like a pristine, well-oiled machine. And I was like, man, I felt like I was smooth. I was quick. I looked like a snail. Um, as you get older, you, you still think you're a monster, but you're not. Smitty, the boot. Let me see if I can find the kick. It's bothering me. It's bothering me. Hold on. Let's go ahead and, and, and play. Let's see. Where's that field goal kick? Where's my field goal? I know it's somewhere. It's somewhere here. Here it is. I think. Uh, where is it? You know what? I got it on my Instagram. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. All right. Here's my field goal. Okay. I felt like I was just a well-oiled machine. It really was about 40 yards, not 45. Maybe 38, probably 38 yards. I just looked like a snail. Um, it was 30, It was 38 yards. I counted it off. It was like 38 yards. 
It said 45. It wasn't 45. They were generous with the markers. But it, it wasn't because of the end zone. People were like, you know that the end zone counts for 10 yards? They, they, they counted for that. But they just it was like 8-yard, 10-yard marks that were really 8 yards. Uh, anyway, see you all later. Appreciate you. Peace out. Thank you all for being here. Hey, Rocky Balboa, do I like Pollard or what? How about a Moon Man shot? The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. This is how much I like Pollard, Rocky. But uh, watch the beginning of the show. It's at the top of the show. Space Monsters. Joe? Joe? Give me pits and Dak, Joe. Joe, you still here? Joe? People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Get braced. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat.